Lally ho, friends, and welcome to episode one of Coupo Quest. So, really quick, I just want to give you a quick overview of what this is for people who might just be stumbling across this. Coupo Quest is a actual play, Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, fifth edition, uh, set in a homebrew world that I've created based on the themes of Final Fantasy. So, I have four amazing players ready to go if you want to just really quick just give us uh your name uh and your character's name i'll start with you nozak uh i'm gonna refer to you as character because that's what's on the screen and uh, it's easier for me to remember everybody Uh, put the tags (laughs) hello yes i am michael i'll be playing as nozak holyway easy done all right and then next we have izzy Yo, what's up? It's your boy Ace, uh, aka the Big A, aka your favorite non-binary friend. Uh, I'm be- I'm gonna be playing Izzy, a little bunny boy. <laughs> well, now, well, now we have the little bunny boy with Nozak, because he's the little bunny boy. So you gotta be the bigger bunny boy. So uh, the medium-sized bunny boy. <laughs> so uh, just just to clarify that, uh, Nozak Holyway is of course a Loperet, and Izzy yeah. is a Viera. Next, we have Grunthor. Tell us a little bit about you, sir. My name is Jim, or Harlequin. Um, I am playing Grunthor, Galka Fighter, and you are next. (laughs) Threatening the DM is the best way to start a a new campaign. Uh, And then finally... Only new character. (laughs) Hope you had backup. Uh, and finally, we've got Avalan. If you'd like to, uh, did I say that right? Avalan, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm still kind of figuring it out. All I have is the letters on the screen. We'll figure that as we go there. Perfect. Um, but I'm Fishy Bugs or Fishy, and uh, yeah, for now, let's stick with Avalan. I'm sure that'll change, but hey, you know, that sounds good for now. <laughs> It'll change. Well, well you who know. knows? Who knows what we're gonna go with? It's 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 all live. Uh, so the concept is we're just going to play some D&D. So this is going to be live streamed, um, unedited. We're just going to play some D&D. Just basically inviting you into our game. Hopefully it's entertaining. Uh, if not, I guess just turn the stream off. But uh, hopefully you don't. Uh, quick overview. You can see over on, I guess, the left-hand side. Uh, you will see the roles. Uh, we are going to display our roles from uh, D&D Beyond. And in the middle content window, we'll have our maps and things like that. And... Uh, We are going to be having some ambient noise throughout the stream, and that's going to be brought to you by Sirenscape. Uh, You can see their little logo down there, too, if you want to check them out. I think they're awesome. We did a a try run with them not long ago, and uh, I think we all kind of liked it. So, without further ado, that's all of the uh, pregame blah, blah, blah. I'm ready to play some D&D. Are you guys, uh, are you all ready? Yeah. I'm dying to play. Sorry, I've been waiting, waiting. two months. <laughs> Has it been two months? It's not been two months. Two, almost two months for this. Wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's a lot of pressure. Now i got to deliver, otherwise they're going to think I've been doing nothing for two months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quick overview of the setting. Uh, just for those, I know my players here have a little bit better understanding, but an overview of the setting for our viewers. This is the world of Fantasia. This world was crafted based on the themes of Final Fantasy, but it is wholly of my design. I will be pulling references or cities and things like that from the Final Fantasy franchise, but they're not going to be exactly a one-to-one comparison of what you'd expect. The world that we are currently taking place in has been one that's been ravaged by wars across its centuries. Uh, We will start our journey in the Kingdom of Cornelia. Uh, This is a kingdom that has kind of been 
cut off from the rest of the world by the empire. About 20 years ago, there was a great war named as the Spira War. This was named after the region of which Cornelia lies in the greater world of Fantasia, in the Spira region. Uh, this war did not go very well for Cornelia, and based on that, the Empire did annex much of the land around it, effectively cutting them off from the rest of the world. Uh, we find our heroes there as we pick up our story, uh, but just to kind of give you a little bit of the political background of what's going on between the Empire and Cornelia where we pick up. So, without further ado, I think it's time. Or should we wait? You want to wait a little bit longer? Are you ready to go? I swear to God. <laughs> I'll, I'll take this, is, this is why the rest of the world does not trust the Americans, okay? This is why we don't like you. I'm pretty sure there's way more reasons people don't like us. Oh, for but, sure, yeah. Oh, anyway, <laughs> let's just uh, get started. Ace. Izzy. You blink. You... you the, the light blinds you as though you've been in a dark cave and you're just now kind of stepping out into the light and for a minute you see nothing nothing but brightness and you can't even blink against it multiple times as your vision starts to come back you look around you find yourself in the middle of what seems to be a rather newly constructed town uh, most of the buildings here seem really young buildings, um, and there seems to be a crowd that has gathered around. You see that there's kind of been a cleared out space in the middle of this, but you don't have any recollection of how you got here. The last couple days, weeks, months, a blur. You don't, you don't remember anything. Describe to us what your character looks like, please. Izzy, as I pull up a picture, <laughs> uh, Izzy, uh, he stands out of, did I actually put his height? I'm sorry, hold on, did I put his height? I did not. Okay, so Izzy stands at about, uh, average height, so 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, uh, he has a bit of a baby face, but, uh, he's relatively young, brown eyes. You do see he has a bit of a goatee, but, like, no mustache. Uh, very classic Vieira, it's very difficult for them to grow facial hair. Uh... He's wearing a uh, very well-maintained wizard robes, but they're not exactly like expensive. They're just a bunch of blues and silvers. Uh, on his shoulder, uh, almost pecking at his uh, his up rabbit ears uh, under a very large wizard hat, uh, you see a very uh, beautiful uh, crow uh, who seems to be pecking at his ears, and he like kind of pushes them away. Uh, he pushes up his glasses and he checks himself, and he makes sure his giant comically like large orb that seems very mixed placed is under his arm and his even comically larger book that is strapped to his back is still there and he just looks around temporarily lost somebody just a second uh so yeah uh you're looking around give me a perception check first roll of yeah, the sure. game is he that one that one. Don't feel that, one. that one <laughs> Hold on. That's the best one. Oh shit! I have I have all line dice now. Yeah, you do. Please be. Yikes! That's an eleven. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're you're kind of disoriented uh, as you're kind of coming to and you're looking around and you're kind of taking in everything 
at once. Uh, you see that there has been a clearing that's made, and there seems to be a crowd that's gathered around that's kind of looking in at a collection of different people, you of which seem to be among those that they're staring at. As you're kind of, you know, doing a mental check of yourself, you notice that you're sweating a little bit, and you've got a uh, familiar tingle in your fingertips. You've been casting spells. You don't remember what kind, you don't remember anything, but you, you can feel that almost like electricity that just as the mana flows through you. Uh, but what you do see is uh, towards the middle of where everyone's looking, there do seem to be three other figures. But standing a little bit further beyond them, what catches your eye first is the most peculiar creature you've ever seen. You've never actually seen anything quite like it. It doesn't, it's not that different from you. It has similar ears. It also seems to be in that rabbit type uh, territory. Uh, Nozak, would you please describe your <laughs> character for us? Yeah, so Nozak is a loperet from a land above. Um, <clears throat> he is currently only two feet tall, um, and at the moment he's currently wearing a uh, kind of like a polished chrome chest plate um, with leather greaves on his feet. Um, he does have some uh, more heatproof, heavy duty gloves on at the moment. Um, and what makes it quite funny is that on his wrist he has a like a black and red um, gauntlet that is kind of a bit more high-tech than the rest of his body. Um, and in his other hand he has what would probably for everybody else be like a letter opener, but to him is at least a regular sized sword. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, he... I've been tossing, I think he's... I'm going with a, a light shaded, a light shaded, a light shaded brown fur um, that's a little bit trimmed due to the work that he was doing beforehand, but it's like covering his whole body. He's got the ears going on um, and he has this really cute little pink nose because I think that would be adorable. <laughs> it is. It's very adorable. In fact, Izzy, the one thing that you, you kind of think as you're saying, wow, this is a really weird creature is that is the most adorable nose I've ever seen on something in my life. <laughs> um, so what are you doing? You have a very similar, uh, uh, you wouldn't obviously know what Izzy was experiencing, but you're experiencing something very similar. You don't know where you are. You remember what you were doing, but there's a, there's a time gap in the last thing you remember and now. And it's, it's extremely confusing for you, considering what you remember being the last thought you had. How you wound up standing here in this clearing in what looks to be a relatively newer modern city. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Where am I? What am I doing? Hang on, wait, I remember. Oh my God, what do I remember? I remember being in the forge. I remember getting asked to leave and work with them, and there was something else. Mm. Have I eaten bad food again? I've probably eaten bad food again. It was bloody Jeffrey, wasn't it? It's probably Jeffrey. Ah, damn it. I might have to fire him. Oh, you're a tall bunny. Looking across, give me a. You give me a perception check as well, please. 
Perception check, make sure I've got the right one. Where are you? There. We have 16. 16. So, looking around, uh, you're a little disoriented, but your curiosity kind of pushes through that. Uh, you do notice the Vieira standing across, and they're not unusual for you. You've not seen that many in your time where you've lived, but you've seen them come and go. Uh, but what does catch your eye are three more figures that are more towards the center of the crowd where you're standing. Uh, one of them is lying on the ground. They seem to be unconscious, and there are two figures standing over top of them. One of them is a very large, kind of imposing uh, Galka. Granthor, would you like to describe oh. your character? Thor is approximately seven feet tall, 320 Jesus. pounds, quite muscular, and he has some kind of a greenish blue skin. He has black hair and green eyes. He is surrounded by chainmail, and he has a very wide-bladed broadsword uh, in one hand and a shield in, in the other. And you do notice, Nozak, that his weapons are drawn as he's standing over this figure. Granthor, you do not remember drawing your blade. You don't remember much of anything. And honestly, that's not that unusual for you. Um, for, for the longest time, there's been gaps in your memory that you just haven't had, but this seems even different somehow. Uh, you're not sure how much time has passed since you last had a memory. When you think back, it's, it's all just blurry. And you don't know how you got here. You don't know who this person is at your feet. And as you look up, standing directly across this unconscious body is uh, young Ellison. Uh, Avalan, would you please describe your character? <laughs> um, Avalan is a um, younger Ellison. He has kind of platinum silver or snow white shoulder length hair that he keeps in a tight bun. Um, he wears a um, silver kind of gi like the martial arts uniforms. Um... And he, uh, the only visible weapons he has is a quarter staff that he travels with. It's a pretty good sized quarter staff, too. Okay. He is, uh, he's very, very mediocre looking. <laughs> uh, Grunther, you noticed, too, that he also has his quarter staff, uh, drawn kind of down at his side. Uh, Avalan, give me a perception check. <laughs> um, it's good. You, you also have a very patchy memory of how you how you got here, what you're doing here. You don't have any idea where this is. This is not a place that you've been previously. In fact, um, this is not a place any of you remember having ever been, even in your long-term memory and what you can remember before. Um, Izzy, give me a history check. I sure will. Hold on. Shit. God damn it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that Yikes, that's a nine. <laughs> so everything that you've read, uh, there's not anything that's jumping out at you that the construction of the buildings around you makes sense. 
You know, you've read about the Kingdom of Cornelia, but it is supposedly the oldest kingdom, predating even the Reckoning. But the buildings near you seem to be incredibly new, probably built within the last 20 years. Uh, you don't know of any settlements that would have been built that recently. Uh, it's just in, in the heat of what's happening and your confusion, you don't you don't know where you're, where you're at at all. Um, Grunthor, would you give me a perception check? Hopefully this works. 19. 19. Nice. So, um, you know, you're not, uh, you're, you're accustomed to kind of being off balance a little bit for your, your memories and your life to just be kind of ethereal. So it, it takes, it, you kind of get your footing faster than the rest of these people that you've never met before. You don't recognize any of these people. As you're looking around, you see that the crowd is watching the five of you, the four of you and the one unconscious body, with horror. And they, they look terrified. As you look down at the body in front of you, it is a also a Galka. A little smaller than you. Uh, they, they're still an imposing figure. They are a Galka. But you notice they're not breathing. You look up. You kind of lock eyes with Avalon across this body. You are standing over a dead person. Having no idea how you got here. Ooh, yikes! <laughs> what are you doing? Me, um, meeting eyes of my potential foe. Um, I'm going to size him up. He's the only one that has a weapon drawn. And I say, why did you kill him? And I like kind of get into a fighting stance. Well, I don't think I was alone in this one, big man. Why did you kill him? I would not. Uh, did I take a look at the body? Can I see what type of wounds were made? Give me a medicine check. <laughs> Avalan, you give me a perception check. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, without, without you know, just from where you're standing, looking down at the body, it's hard for you to kind of tell what the actual cause of death was there doesn't at first glance appear to be any blade marks cuts anything like that avalan you notice that the person standing across from this body their blade is clean it doesn't have any blood on it you kind of you know not really remembering just very subtly kind of glance down you don't seem to have any blood or anything like that on your staff either. DM? Yes. Uh, this might be a long shot. Izzy pulls out his hand okay. and you see the crow fly to it. And uh, you see he uh scratches its chin a bit and he says, <clears throat> my friend, uh, would you happen to know what happened here? I would hate to have caused any trouble, especially with the mission that we're on. And uh, he said, and he looks at Anubis, and he says, <sighs> he rolls his eyes as Anubis uh, looks 
in uh, looks at him as well. Anubis is moving uh, their head and squawking as if they're talking, and you see he kind of sighs a bit, and he reaches in his bag. You see he pulls out a bird seed, okay, and he holds it out to him. He says, uh, now will you speak to me, my Roll an animal handling. Yeah, sure. Uh, do I get advantage because we can uh, speak telepathically? Sure. Absolutely. Cool. That's cool. Nice. We'll just see how stubborn your bird Roll. is. <laughs> yeah, crow, I mean, ravens are kind of dickish. <laughs> so he takes the food. And you know, though, it's been a little while since you've been able to really restock. You know it's not his favorite types of grains that you've been buying. <laughs> so he, he takes it, and you can you get this telepathic vibe of just kind of disappointment. But uh, he does effectively, begrudgingly tell you no. He also, uh, he also seems to be suffering, but he seems confused. You know, he's a raven. His intelligence isn't quite as high. He seems like he, it almost feels to him like he teleported somewhere. Like he doesn't have any concept of what has happened. But no, he's he kind of has the same as you, just total confusion and bewilderment. He's no going to sigh. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, he, he sighs. Uh, he looks at his little friend who said he was a big bunny. <laughs> and he says, um, I think that's more so uh, a statement of opinion. Um, have a uh, good day. And uh, you see um, he looks at you before saying, and he just turns and he starts uh, uh, walking. I, well, hang on a second. Don't, um, Mate, you can't walk off like that. There's a body in the ground. A body in the ground. There's a body on the ground. I'm very confused. There's a body on the ground. You can't deny that something must have happened with the four of us around, right? Like, the four of us are here, we're alive, five appeared, one's dead, four are okay. I don't think they're going to let you just walk out of here it's about that time uh when you hear some some commotion in the crowd around you as from one side some guards start pushing in pushing past get out the way what what and they kind of push in and just kind of survey the scene the first thing they notice is grunthor and avalan who look like they're kind of uh standing off over top of this body as the guards point to the two of you and say drop your weapons and they they pull theirs. There's about three guards that have uh, pulled in. One of them, though, turns and starts pushing his way back through the crowd. You're guessing to probably go get back up. They've drawn their swords. This is a predicament. I mean, they are guards. You can't exactly say no. I mean, you could. Yeah, Everyone will just drop his quarterstaff and put his arms out. One of the guards. Before I do anything, oh, go ahead. Is there any way I could see like what symbol they're like, what they're uh, who they're representing? They definitely have. It's it's not hidden. Give me a history check to see if you would remember what it uh, what it pertains to. Their symbol is very very well emblazoned upon their chest. You don't know. Uh, it looks vaguely familiar. And you know somewhere in the back of your mind, you've seen this signal symbol before. 
you you know enough to associate it with one of the major city-states in Fantasia, but you cannot remember which one it was. And you cannot remember if you've been here before. It is kind of like a stylized, um, it does almost look like a, a stylized sea. And you can see kind of jutting up through the sea, it looks like a, um, like a tall tower of some kind. Uh, but that's about all you know. Larry. Seeing that there's a crowd as well as the three guards and one that probably went to go get um, reinforcements, I will place my shield down and stick the point of my sword into the ground. Um, obviously not uh, not near the actual body and take a step back. <laughs> Just stab it into the ground. <laughs> um, okay, so the one guard who seems to obviously be like the superior officer he keeps his sword drawn and starts approaching you whereas the other one kind of kind of slowly makes his way around and kind of kicks your weapon out of the way avalan he comes around to the other side too and kicks uh your weapon off to the side as well then he the one that removed your weapons turns and looks at nozak you did you see what happened here I mean, I I don't know. I kind of woke up here the same as the others. Like, I was about uh, a little bit out. I was. I I think I remember I was supposed to be coming here for a reason, but I don't remember why. I I woke up and saw these two standing over the body. I kind of panicked too. You woke up in the middle of the square. Have you been drinking? I don't smell like alcohol. I don't think I've had alcohol in about four hundred years. What are you? He, for the first time, he's kind of processing as he's looking down at you. He's like, 400... Oh, God. I, I, I've been around a lot longer than that. Thank you very much. I, I find it very hard to believe you haven't seen another one of me. <laughs> it, 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 it's like him, but taller. This uh, point, shorter. He looks over and uh, notices Izzy. And what about you? Did you see what happened here? No. It's very convenient, don't you think? Four people standing over a dead body and no one seems to have any idea of what happened. You started the accusations. You didn't give us a chance. I saw... Uh, you turn at this sound and there's uh, a person stepping out of the crowd. They look like an older gentleman. Uh, kind of very bent over. You would probably put them there. Hume, probably in their early 70s even. I saw what happened here. Those four, they murdered that Galka in cold blood. Mm. I saw it. Don't like that? I saw it with <laughs> my own eyes. They mm. they attacked him. I look like? They're murderers. You should hang the lot of them. The guard mm. kind of looks... At this point, the guard you saw uh, run off comes back with ten more guards kind of flooding into this uh, flooding into this central area. At this point, the, it, the crowd around you starting to kind of turn into like a mob. They're starting to... You hear chants and, Yeah! Hang them all! Murderers! Uh, the, the one guard, who is likely the one in charge, closest to you, Gunther, Grunther, says... 
I think you all better come with me. Peacefully. Do I want to get this ugly? We'll take you by force if we have to. But I would suggest you come with us. Only if that old man is coming as well. Make a persuasion. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I was like, intimidation, yes, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're... <laughs> any other situation, maybe. Ten. The guard looks at you. I don't think you're in any position to be making demands right now. Uh, Do you? This, this is I, very inconvenient. I think this is quite unfair, to be honest. Um... <laughs> As I have no blood on my weapon. Well, then you shouldn't have any problem coming with us until we have a chance to do a thorough investigation, then, would you? Um, you work for uh, Izzy walks forward uh, very politely, and you guys actually know, and uh, Nozak would actually notice his book is a lot smaller now as he passes people. Uh, it seems to have shrank to regular books. He's wearing it almost like a small, like, messenger bag now, rather than a very large book. And he says, uh, as long as this goes as quickly as possible, I have a job to do. Would you like my spell focus? And you see he holds the orb out. The... <laughs> You're holding it out to the guard, the the main guard. He yes. kind of looks at it and he goes, what the hell is that? A ball? Yes, it's a toy. You know, young kids like myself. Uh, you can keep that. Uh, you see it shrinks, and uh, he puts it in a bag. This, he looks very taken aback. This is something that surprises him. Just kind of narrows his eyes at you. So you'll come. All of you. He looks yes. at you, Avalan. Mm. Just hold my hand out if he wants to do any restraints. He nods to uh, one of his uh, officers, who start who come up with rope and start binding your hands. Uh, after they get done with you, they move over to Grunthor, and the guy he's short. Okay, so he's a Hume, uh, but he's <laughs> on the shorter side. He's like, probably like four yeah. foot nine. <laughs> like he's a short dude. As he walks up to you, you can tell Help he's. Me. <laughs> He's shaking a little bit as he's just got the rope and he's he almost looks at you pleadingly like please don't put up a fight. <laughs> Buddy, don't make this a thing, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I kind of grinned. Was he the one that kicked my sword? Uh yes. I gr- I just kind of grin, look him straight in the eye, give a growl. Don't ever mistreat my equipment. <laughs> Intimidation check. He's like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and of course I roll. Oh. oh, man. He, for a minute, he, uh, he looks a little frightened, and then he just gets this, like, cocky little smirk on his face. It's like, okay. And he starts binding your wrist. And then you can feel... Hashtag A-Gab. He, he pulls just a little too, too tight at the end. Once he gets done, uh, he moves over to Izzy. Hmm. Same way. Uh, uh, not quite as intimidated. He doesn't look. 
Do you resist? Oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. He binds your hands as well and then makes his way over to Nozak and he just kind of looks down at you and he looks at like the rope in his hand and then looks back at you. Do you resist? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't let you, but you can like try to fit that around my wrists. His tiny little hands. He kind of takes it and he makes like a big loop and he wraps it around. He kind of makes your hands go down and he wraps it around your, uh, <laughs> like your waist <laughs> kind of tightens it. And you're kind of like on one of those toddler leashes now. <laughs> oh my God. He's so tiny. He gets a full restraint. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cause you're right. The rope would not really, I mean, you'd just slip right out of that. So you kind of have like one of those oh, toddler uh, restraints. So you're free to He's go. He's on a leash. Exactly. <laughs> Just in case, oh. I would like to just test the bonds. Do I think I can break them? Uh, give me a strength check. Ooh. I'm not going to break I, them. Yeah, I, I know. Just wanna... I understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to be very specific. Wow. I'm just rolling line. bad. Whatever <laughs> the guy, uh, when he when he did that extra kind of tie at the end, he did something. there. You might be able to, but it would take longer than you'd... You'd have to be working on it. Uh, they seem like really good restraints. At this point, another one of the guards starts gathering up all of your equipment that you left behind, which I believe is just Grunthor's sword and shield and Avalan's uh, staff, right? Because he didn't actually get anything mm -hmm. from the two of you. <clears throat> so the one that's in charge kind of nods to his men. Take them to the castle. Well, go on, get! And he kind of snaps his fingers, and then uh, they start leading you away from the square. Um, the old man that kind of pointed at all of you is just saying, Take them to the king! He'll know what to do with them! He'll know what to do! Put them in the ground! As that happens, uh, Izzy just goes, King, king, it's the king of this city again. Uh, can you make a can you make another check on the history of this city? You can't because I think at this point it's gnawing at him. G give me a and I'll give you advantage because at this point you would have seen the insignia on the guards, uh, so that would definitely help for how well read you are. Yay! Yikes! Okay, twenty. Oh, not that. Yes. So, you know where you're at now. Your your things are starting to click into place, and you remember uh, the history of the kingdom of Cornelia. Uh, the, what gave it away was the, the crest on the guard's chest. But now it's starting to be pieced together why this part of the city looks so new. It is true. The Kingdom of Cornelia is the oldest city. It predates the Reckoning, which is 2,000 years ago, roughly, give or take. But during the Spira War, uh, a lot of the conflicts were fought in the city of Cornelia itself as the Empire pushed their influence further to the southwest. Much of the city was destroyed. In fact, all that was remained after the war was just the main central castle and some of the, uh, the nicer uh, noble area houses, the Grand Library, and uh, the church <laughs> was all that was really left. The rest of the city was completely decimated. In the last 20 years, they've started rebuilding some of the city, which explains why this part of the city that you're in is a much newer part of the city. As they're leading you towards the castle, you see that things start to get 
older. You can see the streets start to take on more of a warm weathered look. The houses, where the newer city is arranged in a pretty nice grid, as you get towards the center of the city, things are more haphazard. They kind of popped up as they were built, and you uh, you start to remember. Uh, in fact, you know you're, you've actually studied quite a bit of this city, and I have a just kind of a visual I can throw up on the screen. But the city, which was once huge and grand, has been reduced to almost nothing. Uh, because they still even have uh, ruins up to the northeast, <laughs> uh, where they just haven't even had a chance to clear out the debris from the war. Because uh, the Empire actually pushed very well into the city and managed to even make it into the interior castle at one point. Uh, so as you move yourself uh, with the guards in towards the castle, you start to get your bearings a little bit better. Uh, if you can see the map, if you're looking at that, the uh, the central area, the biggest thing, that is Castle Cornelia, as they kind of lead you past in past these uh, like jagged, angled alleyways. Uh, you come up to what it looks like a grand uh, entryway into the castle, and at this point, it they've been alerted of what's happening, and there's guards just kind of lining the walkway as you walk, uh, and all of them are kind of sneering at you as you're just being led through prisoners of a suspected murder. What are y'all doing? Izzy? Anything in particular? Izzy is running. <laughs> to keep Izzy up. Izzy is yeah. looking. Izzy is looking around, and as he is, uh, his expression goes from a kind of monotone and quiet to like his eyes are wide, his mouth is agape, and he's like, oh my goodness, this architecture, ar architecture, they don't even use banisters like that anymore. Oh my goodness, is that hand is that hand stitched ceiling work? My goodness, look at this type of concrete. They haven't used this in ages. And like as he's going, the guard is like pushing him towards like, <laughs> wait, 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 just one second. I really need to get a sketch of wait. Move it along. What are you doing? <laughs> he kind of pushes you in the back with his shield. You kind of stumble forward a little I bit. As you do that, yeah, they have actually tied uh, Nozak and that you kind of made like a chain. So as they push you forward, poor Nozak kind of gets pulled uh, just kind of <laughs> on his little leash. Um, just for the hell of it. Give me a dexterity saving throw, Nozak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to face plant. Uh, dexterity saving. Saving throws, dexterity. Come on. Yeah. Oh, no, baby. <laughs> As he kind of hits and drags oh, just a little bit. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. Not enough to do damage. I'm not that mean. <laughs> it hurts. It's a little embarrassing, too. Um, and as he st he stumbles a little bit to get his footing, he drags you like five feet. This, this is probably the weirdest time to show off this thing. Um, because my hands are tied and I can't help myself up, can I use my little thing to project a shield to step to help myself stand up okay are you talking about the thing that i know about <laughs> yeah that, item? that is if you use not that, how i would like to have announced it it, but. it won't it won't do just a shield it will do the full thing okay um so that's up to you they're probably not then just so you know it probably won't just not. do like a shield or something it will do like the full effect 
Yeah, probably I, not the whole I will, thing. Though. If you want to do that, go for it. That'll I am horrified. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be cool, but maybe not in Castle Cordelia. <laughs> 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 maybe not in the whole middle of it all. I'll wait till it hits the fan. <laughs> See, get up. Dust yourself off as best you can. Um, anybody else doing anything as you're walking, as they're leading you into the castle? They're leading you directly into the castle. Hoping the same uh, guard that tied me up is next to me. I've just been keeping my eye on him the entire time. Unless the old man is in the crowd, then I'm uh, studying the old man. The old man stayed behind. He did not come with you. He stayed behind. He kind of screamed at you as you were being dragged away, but he stayed back with the rest of the crowd. Uh, the guard, though, has been walking next to you. He does occasionally give you like a side, like just kind of out of the corner of his eye. He seems to be watching you. He... Hold on. He noticed you just kind of tug on the bonds, so he seems to be just kind of <laughs> keeping an eye on you. Uh, but mm-hmm. otherwise, he doesn't seem as jittery as he has, was before, but he's kind of just keeping lockstep next to you and occasionally just checking to make sure you're in line, basically. Just like I said, I'm keeping eye contact and like going, good soldiering, what's your name? <laughs> what? He looks... You have a name. I do, it's... Jonathan? I mean, why? He seems very curious why you're talking to him. Like, he doesn't really understand what's going on. And he seems... He seems confused. Like, you can tell prisoners don't usually try to make chit-chat. So he seems kind of awkward when he goes, What's your name? (laughs) Quick, seduce him! (laughs) (laughs) He's a little small for me. Um, yeah, he's tiny. King <laughs> shit. I am known as Grunthor. Jonathan. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Could you just hear, oh my god, will they two just kiss already? <laughs> as you're walking, he, uh, you know, you're, you're continuing to walk and there's kind of an awkward pause and he goes, do you really not have <clears throat> any idea what happened? I do not. I woke up standing there with my weapons to this body and these others and that old man. He kind of looks... Um, he looks because the, the person that's carrying the weapons is walking a little bit in front of him. And he kind of looks around and glances at the weapons himself. Give me an insight check. You see him start to waver a little bit. You think that maybe he too just noticed your weapon is clean. As he just kind of clears his throat. So, uh... Any idea what did happen? If you don't remember, I mean, probably not. That was stupid. I'm sorry. I never, hope never mind. You never mind. are going to bring the old man out of 
accusing us. Kind of looks back. Notices that... I have a right to face my accuser! Evelyn calls out. Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> me or Evelyn? Oh, sorry, Grunther. Oh, Evelyn, were you saying that in character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check with advantage then, Grunther. As he would hear that. Help action. <laughs> mm. he, wow. He just, just kind of shakes his head. He goes, look, you seem Yikes. like you seem like the soldier type. The vibe I'm getting. Man, I'm just I'm just following orders. I don't I just do what they tell me to do. I've got a wife, got a kid on the way. I just I need the gill. He's dead first. Like I said. <laughs> Thanks. And then at this point, the uh, the guy that's in charge goes, Would you two shut up? We're almost there. As he kind of leads you in. At this he point, tired. You, <laughs> you, make, uh, you make your way into the <laughs> castle. Um, they take you, you... You assume that you're heading for... Um, like some holding cells. They actually take you straight past a corridor that takes you down towards the holding cells. They seem to be taking you directly to the throne room. They seem to be marching you directly towards the center of the the castle. As you kind of wind your way in, this is a very old, old castle. And because of that, it's, it's kind of laid out very confusing. Um, you're not sure that you could find your way out of this place if you if you wanted to or if you even needed to. They, uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily confusing by design, but it's just it seems as though the castle started as one thing and then over the centuries just kept building out and building out. And while from the outside it looks very clean, very organized, the inside is a muddled confusion of rooms and corridors. Uh, as they walk you through for five, ten minutes. It becomes it, it becomes hard to keep track of time. They continue to kind of yell at the uh, <laughs> at the guards if they start to try to chit-chat with you. Eventually, they uh, bring you up to this very grand double door. Um, and you can see that the crest of Cornelia is kind of emblazoned right in the middle so that when the door opens, it just kind of splits the crest. As they stop you in front of them, and turn it around and turn around and the uh, officer in charge addresses you and he says i have been asked to bring you directly to the king it has been a very very long time since we've had a murder and a murder in broad daylight in our streets and the king has asked to speak with you personally he kind of looks i still don't think we did it <laughs> i'm sorry what was that i said i still don't think we did it what you think is of no importance to me. It's for the king to decide. You can plead your case to him. As he kind of turns around and just bangs on the door, uh, after a couple seconds, it opens. And as it opens, uh, there is a plethora of people just waiting for you. At the end of a long kind of... Uh, just a, you know, there's one of those long, really fancy, nice carpets, faded with age. It looks like it's been here for years and years and years as well. And uh, at the very end, a few steps up onto the pedestal where the king is sitting in his 
throne. Uh, right next to him is a rather tall, dark-skinned Elizen with gray hair that kind of comes down about shoulder length uh, with some streaks through it that are even just a little lighter gray, almost white, as he's standing just very poised with his kind of hands behind his back, uh, obviously an advisor to the king. The king is an older Hume man, uh, probably, it's hard to tell, maybe 50s, maybe 60s, old, he looks weary. Uh, the weight of the crown on his head, metaphorically, seems to have drained him. As they kind of shove you in, into this room and close the doors behind you with a loud thud, and then uh, the guard, actually, uh, the the guard that brought you here, he leaves, and then uh, as he's shutting the doors, he says, good luck, murderers. Bam, he just closes the door. I mean, I still don't agree with that, but anyway. <laughs> no guards? There are guards lining the walls. Yes. Oh. The guards that brought you here, okay, uh, so those were more the city guards. You do have royal guards. So, Gunthor, give me a quick perception check. Quick glance, you count, you count at least eight <laughs> guards, four on each side. So you've got the throne, you've got the Elizabeth next to him, and then along the walls, there's four on each side. That's what you can see. That's what you can see. As the Elizabeth kind of steps forward, he goes, "Approach, please." Uh, real quick, do I know these people's names? History check. I'll give you advantage since you have figured out that it's Cornelia. Okay. Cool. And can I scan the guards for weapons if they have any specifically Absolutely. ranged weapons? But just what kind of weapons they have? Give me a perception check, baby boy. Okay, uh, thirteen was high enough for the king. Oh. You do know that this is King of Cornelia, King Conrad Gainsborough. You do not know the identity of his advisor, um, Avalon. What you notice is most of the guards have at least a sword. None of them are drawn, uh, but you. Yeah, that's all you see. Six, that's all you see. Uh, they all have, they're all equipped with swords. Nothing any fancier than that that you can see. <clears throat> the king kind of very wearily kind of leans forward. So, I hear you've murdered someone in my streets. I, I still don't believe it. No, there's nothing to not believe. It simply didn't happen, Your Majesty. Uh, it's an honor to uh, meet a king of your renowned, uh, King Gainsborough. Um, unfortunately, there seems to have been a miscommunication. Uh, we don't remember anything that happened, unfortunately. But um, the only evidence uh, we have is one person saying they saw it along with uh, our clean weapons, unfortunately. Uh, I think it would be in the best interest of us specifically uh, to wait for there to be more evidence out before we're accused. Uh, I unfortunately have a, have a mission I need to carry out, and I would like it uh, if you would uh, give us a full investigation, if that is possible. As you're talking, he looks over at his advisor, and they kind of share a, a look. You can see the advisor's eyebrow kind of raise up as the king looks back 
to the four of you. You specifically, Izzy. You say you have no memory of this alleged murder. Well, I mean, there was a murder, but you have no memory of the action. Uh, we do not, sir. Is this true for all of you? Grunthor's going to go down to one knee and just say, though I do not owe any allegiance to you, your majesty, I do not believe I was involved in this murder. Ah, your grace, that is correct. I I don't remember much, to be honest. Uh, I really know what's going on. I think I was supposed to come here. I don't remember killing anyone. Look, I pride myself on being a fair king. I try to be. You can see how it might be a little hard to swallow that four people whom I've never seen before within my kingdom, and one of whom I don't even know what you are. He looks over at you, Nozag. He goes, <laughs> It's hard for me to believe that you all four happen to show up the same day a body drops in my streets, and you have no memory. Who are you? Are you a traveling band of mercenaries? Are you a bard group? Who are the four of you? I would not trust me with a song. Uh, I am Izzy. Izzy is my name. Izzy, that is the name I go by. Yes. Uh, he is uncharacteristically awkward all of a sudden. Izzy, that is my name. Yes. Uh, this is my uh, bird, Anubis. Uh, he starts looking down. And uh, I'm actually looking uh, for something for my uh, mentor. Uh, he starts looking down and playing with his hands. Uh, yes, uh, that's the mission I was on. Uh, I've been going from kingdom to kingdom, traveling as a single traveler. I haven't the slightest clue who these people are, but uh, so far, uh, they seem to uh, be decently uh, nice. And uh, at this point, he's rambling. He's like, so my I... The, the advisor steps forward and says, that's, that's enough. We get the picture. You mean to tell me that you don't have any knowledge of who these other three are? You expect us to believe that you show up around the same body and you have no... You don't know each other. That's preposterous. You're on... Your Majesty, this is the most ridiculous thing. They're obviously guilty. The king just kind of sighs. He goes, Morrow. Breath. Calm down. Easy. Take notes. Take a breath. Breathe. <laughs> the king kind of just studies you for a minute. I've heard... Your... Oh, go ahead. Your Majesty? Mm-hmm. There was an old man at the scene determined to finger all four of us as the murderers. Why is he not here? I don't know. I feel like he should be. He, he looks over at uh, one of the guards standing close to the door. You, go back to the scene, see if you can track this man down. Aye, sir. As he leaves, the doors open, close behind him. 
The king... Also... Go ahead. Sorry, Evelyn. Also, uh, your grace, if I may. You may. I, uh... <laughs> I know you're trying to, uh... Keep a fair and ruly image, but... What kind of great ruler or king would... Send someone to execution for spilling blood that they don't have on their weapons or persons. None of us are covered in blood anywhere. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. See if I can roll another one. Goy. If I was rolling, it'd Two be ones low. in a row. Yeah, Grunther, you've had some low rolls tonight. Fifteen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And thirteen. Okay. You know, if you right-click, it'll let you roll with advantage or roll both of them at the same time. Just so you know. Will it? Yeah. Oh, that's how it was. My yeah. man, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> the king just kind of looks at you. You can see him taking a moment, and he's looking from person to person. I am wearing all white, your grace. Blood would be very obvious on me. That's <laughs> a fair point. You know, your tell reminds me, as he says that, Morrow cuts him off and says, Your Grace, you have got to be kidding. You cannot. Morrow, shut up! As the Ellison just kind of grits his teeth. <laughs> I must insist, Your Grace, this is not the time for foolishness. And as, you, as he says that, you can see him catch, like, he, he realizes that he overstepped as the king stands up. And he is not Oosh. as tall as this. I mean, the Elizan is much taller than him, but the commanding presence as he stands up, you can almost see the Elizan shrink. As the king says, that is quite enough, Morrow. I'm dealing with something, and this could be the answer. You can see Morrow just... I'm sorry, Your Grace. The king turns back to you. <clears throat> For what it's worth, I believe your story. In fact, it reminds me of a tale that's been passed down through the history of Cornelia's great rulers from my family for generations. Warriors who will come as the world is on the precipice of a great darkness. In the stories, they too are displaced souls, unsure where they've come from or how they are where they are. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> it's just a story. I'm not saying it's true, but it's coincidental. I don't consider myself a superstitious man myself, but I do find myself on the cusp of a great darkness myself, personally. And then I have four individuals show up in my kingdom, strangers to one another and to myself, all of my guards, and they tell me they have no memory of themselves, one another, where they've been, how they got here. It just fits with the tale too well. At this point, you can see Morrow is just stiff. He's not saying anything. He's not interrupting, but he is just seething. Can I pipe up? I wouldn't know Zach to pipe up. Would be like, I think I, I think I know that story. I'm pretty sure Master Mateus has spoken about that one before. 
And would I what say did that you is say? that a ring? I was about to say, is that going to ring any bells? Here we go. What did you say? Uh, I mean, King Gainsborough. I think I don't know. I'm so sorry, sir. Never, uh, the, 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 never the second... speak that man's name in my court. Do you understand me? I, Does your I mean, allegiance sure, lie with the like, Empire? He's the seventh I've known, like... <laughs> Just when I was starting to trust you. Preferred Are you a spy? Guards, you can I, see them. I am two feet tall. All, all seven remaining guards kind of draw their weapons. Izzy, give me a history check. Avalan, you can give me a history check, too. Okay. Uh, Grunthor, give me one, but with disadvantage. Yeah, 15, baby. <laughs> 15, 16, those pads. Hey, two smart boys over here. <laughs> Grunther's still rolling. Seven. Oh, it was Vinzer, not Vineyard. Got it. Vinzer. Yeah. I've got the scab and paid up. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember things. Um, you recognize this, Avalan. I uh, probably should have given you advantage, actually, but you do recognize it. Uh, Matthias that he's referring to is the name of the current emperor. Uh, and the way that he refers to him as Matthias instead of, you know, emperor or emperor mm. Garland lets you know that he's on a first name basis and probably knows this person. So tuck that away. Izzy, you would just know. Uh, you wouldn't really have any necessary connection to it at, at, at more than just an academic level. But uh, you do register that he just name dropped the emperor. Um. Ugh. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Let, uh, he leans down. Uh, Izzy uh, puts a hand on Nozak's head. He's like, um, little creature, your name is. What is your name? Nozak. I don't think they introduce I'm each other. I don't think it's a little creature. Um, you seem very lost. And, uh, as someone who thrives in knowledge, knowledge, uh, I'm going to assume the best in that you don't understand the social, uh, context of that name in this setting. So it would be best for you to, uh, maybe keep that on wraps until, uh, it, until things need to be said. That's not a good person here. I, 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 I mean, to be honest, he's not a good person back there, but, like, you know, I've, I've just had to go through six anywhere. of them. I just had to go through six of them. I'm kind of a bit dull to their style of things and how they run the, their country. It, 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 I don't pay too much attention. I'm too busy in the forge 90% of the time. Uh, I love it, unbothered king. <laughs> that man... <laughs> is single-handedly responsible for every ill fate that has befallen Cornelia in the last 20 years. It was his ruthless need for power that destroyed this city, that laid waste oh. to my people, my land. The reason that half of the damn city is still smoldering ash. His name will not be spoken, and I will not tolerate any emperor sympathizers in my court. Now, why are you here? Nozak's just to himself is going to be like, oh, that's why we were making the weapons. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> are you now. saying that out loud? 
Or in your head? Uh, I'm saying that in my head, like, okay. oh, yeah, <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I'm complicit. <laughs> what is your real purpose here? I was told that I was... Okay, look, what I remember is I was being told to come as an emissary for the empire to visit the only thing i remember Mateus would never send he'd never send an emissary the last thing i remember is i was traveling with three other people there was a chef there was someone else i didn't remember the name of and there was another high working official all i remember is sitting down to eat the rations i think we were about two days out from cornelia the three of them were cooking, the chef was nervous, I didn't eat, I was not hungry, I don't need to eat much, I'm two feet tall. All I remember is going to sleep, waking up, none of them were near me, and I'm pretty sure they're dead. That's all I remember. He just kind of listens to your story. As you're telling it, something seems to change in his demeanor a little bit. I mean, I, I, hmm, how do I word this without getting into trouble? If I may speak freely without implicating myself, your majesty. We'll see after what you say. Vinza Garland, the first emperor, he gathered everyone together. He was good. He was fine. The second and third one kind of had the same idea. I've been in the forge with, I believe, what you would call the peasantry. I don't know how it works here. But between the church and the forge, I haven't noticed as much in the higher-ups. I am there when they are crowned. I am there if they need anything with the church. I've been around a long time. But the current empire, of which I will not speak his name here... He seems a little bit more forthcoming with things, and I don't think even I am now aware of what's going on. Because I was working in the forge with the people when everything happened. We were told it was for something else. We did not know it was for war. And I assure you, on my life, that is what I know. Give me your persuasion check. Oh, it's... <laughs> I was trying to word. I was trying to word that so well. Uh, DM, actually, I did you know send what? you a message. Oh, sorry. Uh, I uh, I'll give you advantage actually because your story is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, thank God. I'm at least above a ten. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what was the? What was the score? Uh fourteen. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> Grunther, I will, I will answer you here because uh, I did forget with your role. No, the name didn't mean anything to you. Uh, you gather now. You're putting the pieces together, but immediately when he dropped it, it, it was just a name to you. Sorry, no, I did forget to tell you the results of your role. Um. So the king, he seems. A little more relaxed, but he's still he's still fuming. 
You can still see just the absolute rage in his eyes at the mention of that name. He, you can tell, no insight check required, hates this man on a fundamental level. Like, it goes deep, his hatred for this person. So you would not consider yourself a... I think the word you used was sympathizer, aligned with... I don't think that I would. I feel like I'd be more aligned with the people because that's where I've been working. We only work with what we're told. And as far as we were aware, now that you have mentioned the war of which I feel complicit and I am terribly sorry, uh, we were told that it was for something else, whether it was for uh, doing something... I don't know. If I'm to be honest, we were told to create the weapons, we were told to create the armor, we weren't told why it was being used. We were just told that we had a lot of orders, and let me tell you, the families needed the money, so we took the orders. We didn't know what they were for. Very well. <sighs> but I am kind of really interested in knowing what happened. Not the place, not the place, I'm sorry. I get excited. Izzy has to physically shut himself up from <laughs> blabbering on the entire history of this fucking country. Perhaps another time. Uh, you know what, that's fair. Okay. I have a proposition. At this point, Moro can't help himself anymore. He goes, Your Grace, you cannot do this. And uh, the king just shoots him a look as Morrow just stops and just glares. Uh, a very challenging look, actually. Morrow is uh, not saying anything, but the look he's shooting the king is just daggers. <clears throat> the king turns back to the four of you. I believe your story. The people will not. They won't. All they see is a, one of their own dead, four newcomers, and no explanations. But maybe we can shape the narrative somehow. But it will require you to do me a small favor. Would that be of interest to you? And well, let's say, I... hypothetically speaking, I said no to the favor. Would I not get out of this castle alive? Just hypothetically, of course. I'm mm -hmm. a man that loves to explore options. Now, I, <laughs> I would give you a fair trial. Well... I would give you a trial. I can't promise you that you won't be convicted. The way I run things in my kingdom, I do let the people decide fates on trials. I act as a judge if necessary, but I do let a jury or so of your peers to make the decisions. And I can tell you, it's been a very, very long time since someone was murdered in my streets, and... Honestly, the four of you are easy scapegoats. You can take your chances. Well, the choice is yours, really. Well, in that case, Your Grace, I'll take the favor, please. Thank you. I will. I too will take the. I I I don't really have much of a choice in this matter. As the little rabbit has said, there is not much of a choice. <laughs> Well. Love this. <laughs> At this point, he sits back down, and Morrow, for one last time, says, I'm begging you, just 
let them have their trial. This is, we can't trust them. <laughs> and he, the king doesn't even bother answering him this time. I find myself in need of adventurers, for lack of a better word. Someone that is not associated with my kingdom. And to be honest, I'm kind of just taking advantage of the situation that's been put in front of me. Four strangers, Mark. not connected to anyone, who need a favor from me as well. There has been an incident that the people of this kingdom cannot find out about. As he kind of looks from one to each of you. If I get word that anyone finds out what has happened, I will know it was someone in this room that leaked the information, and I will come down on you with my full authority. That is a promise. He takes kind of a steadying breath. Three nights ago, my daughter disappeared out of her room. She would not have run away. That is not her style. She loves this kingdom and she is in line to be the next ruler when I lay down my crown in a year. But some of the guards saw a figure climbing to her window and then footprints running off to the northwest. Odd. There's no settlements up that way. The only thing up that way that I can think of is the old shrine to the icon Garuda. Not something that anyone worships these days. An old god that used to be, you know, fictitious stuff of the past. Now, the problem being, as soon as you step outside of Cornelia, you're in the emperor's borders. My guards can't cross into their land without it being seen as an act of war and to be honest with the way things are in the city the famine that we've had kind of sweeping through we've had some issues with disease as well we have trouble getting medicine these days from the town of Balam. our entire sea trade has been completely decimated the winds of the zephyr sea seem to have calmed <laughs> all of our sailing technology of course wind powered Whose dumbass idea was that? My grandfather's. But <clears throat> I suspect foul play, and whoever has kidnapped my daughter has taken her into Emperor territory. You see the position that I find myself in. I cannot send troops, and if I let this information into the city and try to recruit a militia of sorts, it will spread panic. She is the only heir. Her mother died in childbirth. It's me and her. If she's gone, then there is no one to take the throne, and it will be chaos. So you can see where I'm going with this. I need... You're... Yes. You're sending us because if we fail, you lose nothing. Exactly. And if you succeed, we can paint you as the heroes who brought the princess back. And the unfortunate soul that was murdered. An emperor sympathizer that tried to stop you. 
He, of course, couldn't tell anybody what was happening because it was a secret from your king. It's a win-win. It, 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 it seems pretty foolproof, yes. I uh, will accept if you allow me to help your uh, healers make more medicine for your people. What an odd condition. I have no reason yes, to say I, to that. I have sympathy for people who can't afford to heal themselves. Hmm. That's admirable. What do you say? Again, this cannot get out. The people cannot find out about this. I mean, uh, how long would it take to... Actually, hmm. Is there a time <laughs> limit on this? Well... I mean, aside from as fast as possible, of course. Uh, I would like to know if I could uh, either borrow a forge to, like, you know, use your colors so I'm not running around in red and black because that's not okay. Um, actually, I would, would prefer, easier? I would prefer you not wear our colors as you make your way into Empire territory. Oh, right. Yes, I forgot. That kind of defeats the purpose. Oh, Empire yes. runs everything and I'm wearing their colors. Ah, That actually Ooh, might work man. to your benefit, to be honest. I like <laughs> this king. He's better than the other one, anyway. <laughs> That's nice to hear. The deal oh, is yours. If bring you want. back, or we can have a trial. It's up to you. Bring back I'm... princess, and we are innocent. Don't bring back princess. We're still criminals. If you don't get the princess, don't come back. If you come back empty-handed, there won't be a trial. This is the princess, yes, but it is my daughter we're talking about. She means more to me than anything, including this crown. Failure's not an option. Um, okay. I would like to try and break my bonds. Strength okay. check. Or athletics. Whichever one, you know, you can use your proficiency oh. if you got it. I was going to say, darn it. Uh, that would be plus two more if it was athletics. So 16? Yes. Ah. <sighs> not quite enough but you you loosen them as you strain on them uh your your muscles bulge they don't snap but you loosen them enough to where you do have a little bit of your movement it's an intimidating uh it's very intimidating you can see more i stand up go ahead while i'm trying to do this i stand up and i'm like loose these bonds and i will go hunt down your princess for you and bring her back He looks, he looks over oh, yeah. his guards. You can see Morrow standing next to him is just shaking his head. Like, he's closed his eyes and he's just like... The king nods to one of the guards who approaches you. Different guard. The guard that was with you is, is gone. <laughs> Takes out a dagger. Oh, Jonathan. Dagger from one of his boots. Just kind of looks you in the eye. He's very, very hesitant as he just quickly cuts and then takes a step back. You're free. We'll go on, get All the right. rest of them. He starts going Can down the line. Can I just be line. jumping around like me next, me next? 
<laughs> he comes up to you, and he's trying to cut, but you're still kind of hopping around. He goes, would you just sit still? He kind of <laughs> takes his hand and puts it on you and holds you onto the ground. And then just cuts the, uh, cuts the little, uh, <laughs> the leash that he's put around you. <laughs> Make it even funnier, he doesn't even cut it, he just like lifts it up over my body. <laughs> yeah, you could have slipped out of it at any moment. <laughs> Izzy, he cuts your bonds. Avalon, he, he cuts yours last. Seems we have an agreement. <laughs> what is my sword and shield? It'll be returned to you. And he motions to one of his uh, other guards who nods and leaves the room. Well, for the moment, I can't very well have you staying here. Uh, Morrow, and he looks over and Morrow goes, Yes, your grace. And the king says, Set them up with rooms at the Mughal Goblet. They uh, will put some guards there. Make sure that they're guarded overnight. And uh, you'll set off first thing in the morning. If you need anything, let us know. Yes. Thank you, uh, my lord. And now I speak to you as a father. Please bring her home. Her name is Sarah. I miss her. I'm worried about her. I just need her home. Grace, do you have something we can give to Sarah so that's why she knows she can trust us? I assume her trust will be broken. He reaches down and takes the ring off of his finger. And he kind of looks at it. This was the wedding ring that I've had and worn. Since I first wed my son Jane, he kisses it, and he kind of holds it out to you. Do you approach? Yeah. And he places it in your hands, and he, he kind of clasps it there for a second. This is all I have left of my wife. I'm going to need this back, too. And he lets it go. And you look at it, it's a rather plain ring. Uh, it's nothing super fancy. Uh, you're a little surprised, you know. This is a king, the king of Cornelia. And the, the, the band is just very plain. It seems to be made of silver. Um, just a nice plain band. But there is an inscription you can see on the inside that says, um, uh, From your dearest Jane. And that's all it says. Love always. Sorry. DM, why you gotta do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just how I do, okay? <laughs> um, don't don't be asking for sentimental uh, tokens <laughs> if you don't want. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was kind of my fault. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was just gonna send you off and let you all figure that out. <laughs> so he looks over at Morrow. He goes. When you get there, tell Mog that I am personally renting out the entire place. I want every room evacuated. I don't want anyone else staying there tonight. 
They are under our protection and make sure that he knows that. Moro says, of course, your grace. Anything for the brave warriors. Sarcasm dripping. This guy mm. does not like you. I had a bad feeling about this. Says, no, because let's talk about it, because the first thing I was going to do was roll insight, but I was like, that's out of character for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight away, I'm like, there's going to be an ambush during the night or something. I don't trust this bitch as far as I can throw him, and I can't throw nothing. Mara or the king? <laughs> Just out of game, I'm curious. Oh, Moro. Okay. The king just kind of seems like a sad old man. He's on his way out. He's on his way out. I'm waiting for the point where we're being led away by, with Moro so okay. I can say something to Moro under my breath. Okay. Um, at this point, Moro does make his way towards the door. Is there anything you all want to do? The king hasn't explicitly said anything, but he's kind of sat back down and he's made it kind of obvious that you're dismissed just with his body language and the fact that Morrow's um, to the door Grunthor takes I don't know if he still has all his weapons but they'll give them back to you outside they haven't given back to okay, you okay I was gonna okay then I'm not going to do what I was going to do okay um as you all turn to follow Moro, the doors open, and they will have your weapons waiting for you right outside the door. They sent someone to gather them. So as soon as you go out, they're not allowed in the throne room. But as soon as you go out, they hand them back to you. And Moro's just kind of watching everybody as you get your weapons back, just kind of sizing you up. Have everything you need. So I'm putting away, I'm putting away my uh, hand axes and my dagger, and I, just before I do the dagger... I pointed at him like you don't like us I don't I don't like you that's fair I don't trust you (laughs) I am going to etch your name on this dagger if you turn on us (laughs) and put it away make an intimidation check Not very intimidating. You might need new dice. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you, and this man has been the advisor to the king for a while. You gather he's probably heard all sorts of different uh, threats and promises, as he just he just kind of has this really cocky smirk on his face, and he says, "Etch away, my friend." At the end of the day. I'll still be the king's advisor, and you're going to be dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> I don't expect that you're going to have any luck on this fool's errand he's sending you on anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm going to enjoy wiping the smoke from your face when we find her. We will talk when we return. <laughs> uh, Izzy immediately steps in between them and says, uh, So, uh, Sir Morrow... Uh, if you don't uh, mind, I would love to uh, get taken to where our destination because I would love a- another look at your wonderful city. There's so much history here. He looks at you and then his eyes just dart back to Grunthor and linger there for just a second. And then his eyes <laughs> go back to you, Izzy, and he stands up a little taller and he goes into, you know, advisor, royal advisor mode. And he goes, of course. I'll lead you this way to the Mughal's Goblet, 
and uh, I'll answer any questions along the way that you have. Follow me uh-huh. and try to keep up, he says as he gives you uh, Grunthor, uh, like just kind of a sideways glance. And then he looks down at you, Nozak, and says, let us know if we need to slow down. And then he turns away and he's taking big strides oh. as a tall man. <laughs> so, oh, so sis, the library's open, bitch. Oh, my God. I'm about to read this man for pills. <laughs> this is throwing shade simulator. Holy shit. <laughs> I am going to ankle bite the ever-loving hell out of this man in like three minutes. Oh. No, but uh, Izzy is asking questions. A lot of very intellectual questions on the way. Uh, he's opening up another journal and like writing down... Uh, this person's uh, answer. He has not gotten a lot of chances so far to speak with um, a person who's uh, actually made history uh, in a while. So uh, he's at, so he's just asking as many questions as he can. Are there anything specific that you're asking him that you'd like an answer on? Uh, the thing about it is they're like stupid dork questions. Like he's asking about the ruins. He's asking about the time period uh that the castle was made in like super random just like history questions that you would get in like a pamphlet in a museum okay very generic stuff so as he's walking through he points out some some different things as he comes as you come out he kind of points off to the west and he gives you uh he says that's the grand library over there you might be interested in checking that out if you have some free time after your mission it is the largest collection of tomes in the entirety of fantasia older than the reckoning itself. We've been collecting tomes there for over two thousand years. <laughs> now, is it true? Is go ahead. Oh, sorry. Is it true that you that you have uh, all three all three of I don't know random name uh the Grand Sorcerer Whitaker's journals? <laughs> My friend, there are four. Uh, he's going to faint. <laughs> no, not really. He looks like he's about to faint, but he catches himself. Now, there was a small fire once the Empire uh, sieged Cornelia during the war, but, but, we have rebuilt that portion of the library. Unfortunately, some of the tomes were lost, but we still boast the greatest collection in the world. It puts the library in Lindblom to shame, let me tell you that. They like to think they have the most, but no. It's here in Cornelia. It's actually the one good thing we have less than this town. There he points towards a large building as you're walking past it. So you're kind of walking away from the Grand Library up towards the northeast, kind of back towards where you came from originally. As you're being marched through the town, you also notice a couple people recognize you and they kind of stop and they're looking confused at, you know, the king's advisor leading you back through the town and you're all unbound. Nobody stops to say anything. Uh, he does point to this huge, immaculate building. Uh, it's the second buildest, biggest building in the city outside of the castle. That is the church of the Hallowed Worm, where we worship our prime deity, Bahamut. Uh, again, dripping with sarcasm. You get the feeling that not a big fan. Nozak is immediately interested. Yeah. Uh, as, he, <laughs> as he continues, he says, you know, for the longest time, um, and the king likes to pretend like the deity, the icon Garuda's ancient history, but for many in the city, there's still practices that they take, that they, shrines they keep. 
But as far as the official religion of Cornelia, that would be the Church of the Hallowed Worm. The great deity Bahamut, who came to this land and rid it of those ancient useless icons, as so they say. They missed one. Did they? Did we? And I just make eye contact directly with uh, <laughs> Moral. Perhaps they did. Time will tell, I suppose. Anyway, follow me. We're getting close. Uh, as he leads you out of the older section of town, uh, the city starts to become that newer construction. Uh, as But right on the edge, he leads you to this, uh, this one building that's kind of at a weird angle as he says... Welcome to the Mughal's Goblet. The second best thing we have in Cornelia outside the library. It's run by a peculiar little Mughal named Mog. Uh, he used to be a warrior himself, actually, but he is retired and now he makes fruity drinks for everyone. They're actually quite good. But, um, <laughs> allow me to go in for just a moment. I'll talk to the proprietor, make sure that we clear the rooms, and uh, then you'll have some dinner, I suppose, or whatever. I don't care. And then he turns around and just goes into the building. So you all have a minute. He has gone into the building, and you are um, by yourself. You all. What do you want to do? You got a couple minutes, if you'd like. There are a couple guards. Izzy, Izzy is furiously uh, writing in a, in a journal, and then, uh, and then uh, Anubis squawks at him, and he looks at him, he's like, no, I don't I'm sure they're not interested in me. We're kind of in a circumstance where we are forced together. I just know they they wouldn't be interested in someone as they wouldn't be interested in someone as average as myself. The rest of you see him uh, talking to a bird, and the bird's not talking back, as far as you can tell. It's just making kind of squawking noises. I, what are all of your names? He says, like a child forced to talk at a family <laughs> reunion. <laughs> I've, I've seen weirder things. I mean, you know mine now, so that's fine. It seems we are to complete this mission together. I am Grunthor. Uh, I'm oh. Avalon. Feel free to just call me Ava. It's shorter. Uh, I mean, no exact holy way. Either one, really. Shorten anything you like. I'm used to things being short. I'm, I'm Izzy. Like I said before, my name is Izzy. No last name. It is like, it, it is nice to meet you. I just kind of give him a weird look. Like, it, mm. Yeah, uh, he pulls out a book from his um, bag. It is a very thick tome, and it, you just see volume 10 on it as he begins to <laughs> Uh, quietly read to himself. Am I familiar with all the the other races here? Yes. Yeah. Like I, the Elizabeth and, and even the Loperate? No, except for the Loperate. Okay. You have never seen anything. Actually, none of you have ever seen a Loperate before. Um, it's you're not really sure what it is, where it came from. For it's it's an intelligent talking rabbit, as far as you're concerned. Um, Izzy. You even have not read about these things. Um, actually, <clears throat> you have heard 
just weird snippets, uh, but mainly in what would be the equivalent of a tabloid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like those publications that don't, no one really takes seriously. So you've you've heard of Rabbit Folk, but it's only been in the last couple years. Uh, it's something that just kind of some weird phenomenon mm. people started writing about in those like uh, off-brand. Little Rabbit speaks. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. One of those things that you've read about. Uh, so it's interesting to you to find one out in the wild but no you uh grunther all of the races that you I see put out the wild are, <laughs> are, uh, are familiar except for the lobberate izzy this, is tentatively taking looks at this point morrow comes back outside. Go, oh, oh go ahead nope you first i'd like to go to each one and give them a kind of like a warrior's handshake to solidify our bond together Okay. But with uh, no, uh, Novak, he gets down onto his knees, leans all the way down, and pull, pulls out his finger for him to. <laughs> Do you take it, Novak? I'm going to shake his hand. Or I feel finger. like... I feel like Nozak would just kind of like lightly punch him with the gauntlet hand in the finger. <laughs> it's like a he goes Even in better. for a handshake, you go for a fist bump. <laughs> no, like he just like looks at him and get down, get lower, and stick a <laughs> finger out, and he's like, and just punches him in the finger as if like that was such a dick thing to do. Like, <laughs> just don't just need for, to get lower. For my reference, and for anyone watching. How how tall are you, Grunthor? Seven foot. And and Nozak, what are you? <laughs> I am two feet high. <laughs> so it's like a giant and like a toddler. We are a full <laughs> Izzy between ourselves. <laughs> oh, this is Jesus great. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. How tall is our Elizin friend? Uh he's six foot and some change. Okay. And Izzy, what are you? Uh, Izzy, I'm pretty sure I said 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, 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 okay, is that with or without the ears? Oh, definitely without the ears. Okay, the ears are ears much are, are a little taller. Yeah. From the art yeah, you I sent, feel like those, the picture, those ears are like another person. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the art puts it in perspective, but he has just like regular Vieira ears. I feel like the artist just took like, uh, just took some, uh, their own notes, which I'm perfectly fine with. It looks cool. Yeah, it does. I like the art you got. Sure. All right. At this point, Morrow comes back out and he uh, just kind of looks at each of you. He goes, all right, the upstairs rooms are secured. There's still a few people in there finishing their dinner. So Mog said he would close the place and not let anyone else in, but he's going to let them finish before he escorts them out. So we're going to post some guards out front. And um, if I see you again, I hope it's after your successful retrieval of the princess. I'm not expecting it. But best of luck. May Bahamut bless your trail. He's kind of dick. I don't like. like and you. may Bahamut find yours. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it? Anyway, I'm off. Best of luck. And he turns on his heel and just leaves you. Doesn't even wait to hear anything else you say. What a pompous prick. A bit more of I a lean, That'd be... I lean down and, like, kind of with 
under my breath to all three, say, do you think he'd be tasty? And I, I just chuckle, hoping they understand that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> all three <laughs> of you give one. me an insight check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice! 17, 22. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, y'all get it. I was hoping for that, like, three. <laughs> Someone's super like, oh. terrible. <laughs> Honestly, behind the scenes, I was really hoping Nozak would roll like a natural one. Yep. <laughs> so that he would be afraid that you were going to eat him the whole time. I would have been like, for Nozak himself, he probably would have taken it and been like, I mean, if you cook him long enough at the right time. Oh, wait, hang on. This is one of those jokes, isn't it? Right, I gathered. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, my God. Okay, so. I'm sure. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something to say? No, uh, it was stupid, God. <laughs> are you making your way? Are you going to retire to the Moogle's Goblet? Yeah, yeah. feed. It's got an all-expense-paid room. You best bet I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so. Do they have any carrots? <laughs> you can find out. <clears throat> as you go in, <laughs> You go into the Moogle's Goblet and find a table kind of uh, close to the bar, close to... There's a nice fireplace off to the the left-hand side. And there's a couch here, but there's one hume man who's also kind of tall, about six feet, who's just kind of lying back on it. Looks like he's passed out drunk. Uh, as you walk in, there are three people just kind of having their meal, finishing up down here uh, towards the south side. And then a couple up near the bar that look like they might be on like their first date or something. And then behind Aww. the counter, you can see a moogle who's just kind of floating back and forth with his little purple wings kind of flying as he just kind of bounces back and forth mixing drinks and you can see uh he has two plates he picks up little tiny wings kind of flutter out as he just kind of flies out from behind the bar and brings it over to uh, the people that are eating their food down here at the on the, the three people down here at the table and just kind of flutters back checks in on the uh couple as you find a table and sit down, uh, he comes over and he just kind of flutters and he's flying kind of over top your table here. And he goes, greetings, Koopo. I'll welcome to the Moogle's Goblet. I'm a mug. Can I take your order? Mm. You, you have goat? Sure. How do you want it cooked, Koopo? Mm. Raw. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like the look that Nozak was like, what? <laughs> sure. Well, that's just less for me to do, Kubo. What about the rest of you? Um. Just kind of. I'll. Very, like, fluttering back I'll, and forth. His little palm just kind of bouncing as he's talking to you. Uh, I will have whatever the special is. Coming right up? Uh, yeah, make, make that two, please. I'll, I'll make it three, but I only need a half serving. Mm -hmm. Okay, Koopo. Yeah, uh, drinks. As he he's like flies away, and then he like stops, and then flies back to ask you for your drink order. Oh, God. Oh, I love him. No. <laughs> uh, 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 water? Exciting. <laughs> there you go. Pig of ale. I can do that, Koopo. 
And he just kind of looks to the other two. Uh, sure, ale is fine. <laughs> yeah, three. <laughs> okay, Kobo. As he turns, he flies away, and you see the couple uh, is like leaning in, like they're about to kiss, as he just kind of flies right between them, poof, kind of barreling through to get back behind the counter as they kind of just pull back away from one another, as he just, like, just not rudely, just absentmindedly, just not even paying attention, as he goes back and he starts just kind of dealing with stuff back there. <clears throat> so. I panicked. I've never, I panicked and accidentally ordered. I've never had ale before. Ooh, you've never had an ale before. Have some fun. No, oh, I've had al- I've had alcohol before. Oh. I'm old enough to drink. Uh, I've just never had ale. Oh, weird that you specify that, but okay. People confuse it sometimes. If I didn't have a goatee, people would confuse me for a child, or at least oh. a very young man who's not old enough to drink. Yeah, I know that feeling. If there's any day that's uh, good for ale, it's a day that your life got spared. I should have asked for wine. <laughs> You hear this clomping noise, this uh, heavy booted footsteps as, and the, the sound of chairs kind of squeeching back as the three people that are finishing their meal uh, stand up and start approaching your table. There's one uh, large man, or large Gawka, sorry, that's leading the charge, and he's followed by two Humes, a man and a woman. Both rather large for Humes as well. As the Galka just comes over and he takes the chair that's the fifth chair there and he just kind of throws it back and he places his hands down on the table like this. What are you doing here? I recognize you. You especially, he points to uh, you, Grunthor. As my brother you killed. Ah. Hmm. Now you're just eating the meal like it's nothing. You can technically, see technically we can't talk Hold. about this. There, there are guards in here with us, aren't there? They stayed outside. Yeah, they're out. Yeah, oh, they shit. didn't come in. They stayed outside guarding people from coming in. <laughs> Maro basically was like, "There's only like five people in there. They'll be fine," and left you. I will tell you three, three, three things. One, we did not know that was your brother. All Two, right. well, whoop de <laughs> we fucking do for that, huh? Two, I feel much better. You didn't know. Kill him. And three, you need to sleep off what you are drinking. <laughs> yeah, sleep it off. I'll sleep it off. Right after I cut your throat, and he like grabs you and he like pulls you closer. What are you doing? I would not recommend I just, that. I just looked down at his hand. I'm like, you did not ask for permission. <laughs> like you asked for permission when you consent. killed my brother. <sighs> and then the two guys behind him like, yeah, you tell him. You tell him. Strangers coming into our town, killing people. Mm, I feel like I know who they voted for. Um, <laughs> this uh, kick his ass. <laughs> Izzy goes fast. Izzy goes fast. Izzy, Izzy is feeling very VV awkward. <laughs> he just goes, um. 
Okay. At this point, uh, the Galka's just staring you in the eye, Grunther. I heard the tales. I heard what they're saying. There's some old man that's just telling everybody. I know the story. I know what you did. You were caught See, standing over my brother's this. body. How tall is this Galka? And he's obviously drunk as... He's drunk. He's drunk. He's mad. He's... You get the feeling he's probably drinking because he's been depressed. Uh, he's not quite as tall as you, but almost. You've got maybe two inches on him. He's big. And I... This is... A, can I make an insight check to see whether this is going to start a fight? Because I have an idea. You can make an insight check. Very low DC. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very low, and I have a plus four already. Uh, okay. 13. If something doesn't stop him from escalating, he will probably try to fight. <laughs> yes. Okay. I. This is going to be really cute and sad, but I want it to happen. I want to get up on my chair and then, like, slowly lead myself and get on top of the table. And I just want to stand next to the both of them. And I just want to be like, I, I, I assure you, we did not know these things. We are not able to talk about what is going on. That is at the king's word. I would recommend we just breathe because it's not going to end well. Give me a persuasion are, are check we are we with disadvantage. I'm oh, sorry. <clears throat> are we seated at a window? No, you're so, no, right in the middle. Yeah, you're like right in the middle. That was the only open table when you came in. <clears throat> that um, had persuasion chair. with disadvantage. You said right click and it does two. You, if you right-click, it'll give you the mm -hmm. option to do advantage or disadvantage. <gasps> That's so cool. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Well, you were trying to I convince a, a bunch of drunk people. <sighs> First natural 20, and we can't even use it. No, you got one earlier, didn't you, Izzy? No, that was a dirty 20. Yeah, dirty 20. Uh, <clears throat> that'd be right. <sighs> the Galka that's in Grant's <clears throat> face goes, I ain't talking to you, rabbit talking to this asshole okay uh i would recommend that we get ourselves prepared and i want him to jump off the table okay and i want to stand him yeah it's so cute i want to stand <laughs> him in between the like long wait i can move my yeah character. you can move, can your we move our character? Yeah. okay i want to move him so that he's like here in between in like a big enough space and okay. I want him to just look at it, and I said, and I want, like, I want to try intimidation this time. Okay. I'm going to say, let him go. <laughs> Wait, what's the last bit? <laughs> I said, let him go. This what seems are like you going to do about it? I'm going to hold up my gauntlet. I'm okay. going to click a button. And I'm going to say, how about we try again? So let's click the button. Do you want to describe it, or how you are we going to do this? You can if you'd like to. Go ahead. So, what happens is, Nozak clicks a button on his gauntlet, and he clenches his fist. As he clenches his fist, you see a light projection appear, or start to appear around him. As he starts lifting up about three feet off the ground, so now he's five feet off the ground, and you see the light start to materialize into hardened metal, as you see an old, worn-down Magitek armor. As Nozak standing in the middle of it with his little controls. If you're familiar with, how about you have a, 
Final, Final you Fantasy have a Mecha? Uh, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, it's it's the it's the armor that looks very similar to that from Final Fantasy VI, or the um, uh, Praetorium Raid from Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, and <clears throat> Ava and Izzy, you would know this as uh, Magitech, a technology very commonly used in the Empire. We're gonna roll this initiative is not because going to end whipping well. out some some Empire tech in the middle of this is definitely initiative worthy. So let's go ahead and roll some roll some initiative here. These people's poor date. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I don't think it's the way they wanted Izzy. it to. All right, one second. Oh wait, you rolled a nineteen? A one. <clears throat> Why did I think he rolled a natural one? It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it didn't bring him over. Can you read them off to me? Izzy, what did you get? Uh, Izzy got a, a 19. 19. Grunthor. Wait, sorry. Izzy got a 20. Sorry. Okay. Grunthor. 7. Uh, Ava. 11. Sorry, I had to go to a different screen. No, Zach. 10. Did you say 10? Yeah. Perfect. 10. All right. I've been looking forward to this one. Have you, DM? Have you? I've <laughs> been looking forward to the Sirenscape background. <laughs> Ooh. DM be doing some research. Let's go. All right. So, <clears throat> Nozak jumps off the table, says this very, uh, very intimidating thing doesn't elicit much of response from the crowd until he slams this gauntlet and around him produces this magitech armor straight out of the empire's playbook as now oh man i should have i don't have a token for the magitech armor that was totally a fail on my part next time we'll just use me uh next time as it's just um what he was technically uh, a small creature now he is a medium creature as he's just in this giant mech thing uh the guy <laughs> grunt that's holding you grunthor has looked away temporarily and is currently just eyeing this thing at the top of the initiative order it's uh sorry uh izzy izzy you're up first of course I do when I have the goddamn hiccups. Okay. <laughs> uh, what does this guy have on right now? Um, what does he have on? Like, what's he wearing? <clears throat> he doesn't look yeah, heavily armored. What, he, he does wearing? have a weapon. I mean, so they they are they do have their weapons with them in <clears throat> here. Uh, but as far as his armor, it just looks like some uh, just some light padded leather. Is he wearing his weapon? Ugh, gross. Is he wearing his weapon on his belt? Uh, yeah. He is wearing his weapon on his belt. Okay. How tight is this belt on his waist? What do you want to do? Uh, if I were to... I don't know. If a spectral hand were to take take the belt off, uh, what would that be? <laughs> spectral hand? So what is, what is the description of that, uh... Uh, Mei-Chan can lift up to five pounds, basically. Okay, you're gonna have uh, Would I be to... able to loosen this belt? Uh, it's gonna be a check. Uh, you'll probably... Oh, sorry, ten, pa ten pounds. Ten pounds. You're just trying to loosen it so it falls to the ground? Yeah, pretty much. So, 
you're probably gonna just need to make <clears throat> make me a spell casting check. Uh, it's gonna be a higher DC though, because it's a, you're gonna have to actually try to unloop the belt and get it get it out. So it's gonna be really magical, dexterous work trying to get this to fall. This okay, will be your action. Uh, your boy. Okay, your boy is actually going to. This guy might punch him if he leaves though. Uh, Izzy is oh, going so, to. Sorry, so just for clarification, I do have him in the wrong spot. So let's just make sure. Um, he would be over here since he approached Gronthor. Gronthor, so he would be there. <clears throat> uh, Izzy is going to disengage because he uh. He's he because he's not a fighter. He is a hider, <laughs> and more specific, uh, more specifically, uh, he reads books all day. He's a nerd, so he's gonna run, disengage, and get into the protection of his uh, new best friend, <laughs> <laughs> and that will be his action. Okay, all right. Uh, next up in the initiative order is uh, the guy. So as he's looking back. <laughs> Uh, he, he's, he looks at this thing that's kind of popped up and then he looks back to you, Grunthor. And you can just see he's stuck trying to make a decision. Uh, his eyes catches his uh, teammates very briefly and nods as he turns around and he's just going to haul off and try to punch you right in the face. Does a 15 yeah. hit you? Does not. It, well... It would just be my chainmail, so that's the uh, uh, 16 armor? Yeah, no. So he goes to punch you, and he's drunk, so it's it's not quite as uh, straightforward as it was. And you actually reach your hand up and just grab it. And you're just kind of holding his hand Oof. there. As he's like, What, are you going to kill me too? That's going to be his action. As he's just kind of just staring you in the face. Uh, next, it's gonna be Ava. Um, so which two companions are his? Uh, so his that allies? would be this one and this one. These two oh, are kind of watching what's going on, uh, because this is all just kind of broke out right in the middle of their date. So it's these two down here that just came up with him. Okay. Um, is the table bolted to the ground? No. Oh, We're going to have no. to use our imagination because I can't move it on the map, but it's not bolted to the ground. Uh, that's good. I'm going to cause some chaos. I'm going to kick over the table and draw my quarter staff, and then um, put myself between those two and Grunthor, and um, I will hold my attack to bop one of them with the staff if they try to attack any of my allies. Fair enough. Okay, so you got to help. I'll just action. give them a warning of, uh, uh, stay out of this. <laughs> I just kind of laugh at you. Nozak, you're up. Yes. Hello. I started this, and I will finish it. <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to step a little bit closer to this guy over here. Okay. And as a bonus action, I am going to cast uh, Searing Smite, which uh, next time I hit a melee, uh, hit someone with a melee during it, uh, I get to do more damage. And that is a bonus action. Okay. So with my actual action, I'm just going to look at him and basically be like, you picked the wrong side. And I'm going to aim for his head. Go for oh. it. Give me an attack roll. 
Uh, We're about to become actual murderers. Uh, with that one. Those a 14 hit them. 14 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, I need to do 2d6 plus 2 because I forgot I do not have a sword. I have a mace. And that is also, my fault. Uh, no, Zach, you can attack non-lethally. I can? <laughs> you just have to admit it before. It is a lot hard. Uh, the only time you can't, I believe, uh, ridden as rules is with spells, which is why uh, Izzy is not attacking. <laughs> no, I, I, I will let you do that, depending on the spell. I mean, if it's something like, okay. you know, power word power kill, kill, no. But if you got like a firebolt, you could you could make that to where it just incapacitates them or something. That's easy. Okay, oh, cool. I did not know that we could not do. Yeah, you don't have I didn't to kill them. Yeah, if obviously I'm gonna be non-lethal. For me, just... but you don't have to. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm I've just pulled out an Empire Magitek armor. I doubt I'm on any. And then actually side. murder somebody right after you get a free pass <laughs> from the king. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh good, you can beat your brother. <laughs> um, no, I'll will do it non-lethally. I, okay. I don't think this is gonna do much else. So I get to roll two d six and plus two. That is six damage. Six damage. Okay. Non-lethal. Now that I know that's a thing. Okay. So six damage. You walk up with this thing and just bam right across the side of his. Actually, he was facing Ava, so you kind of hit him right in the back of the head as he just kind of. Oh, oof. King hit. Let's go. Yeah. He turns to you and he's seeing stars. He goes, "Oh, bunny, you shouldn't have done that." <clears throat> and you okay. can see he then uh, pulls out his sword. And it just goes, let's dance. <laughs> Alrighty. At the start of each of its turns, until the spell ends, target must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, it takes 1d6 fail, uh, fire damage, and on a successful save, it is... Uh, it ends. Okay. Remind me of that when it's when it's his turn, if you don't mind. Cool. Grunthor, you're up. I am... So I have a hold of his arm, you said. Yes. Okay, so what I'm gonna do, um, kind of like his does he look as like that? Yeah. So okay, so I have his fist, and I'm just going to like push him back a little bit, pull him forward, and headbutt him. Non-lethal damage. Go for it. Give me a attack roll. Oh, uh, come on. Will a fifteen hit? <laughs> Yes, 15 hits. Four points of damage straight. Four straight points. Perfect. <clears throat> as he... As you pull him in and bam, just head bumming. <sighs> you can see like a big red spot in his forehead as he's just like, is that all you got? Anything else? Uh... That's pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Well, that was well done. <laughs> Kudos, kudos. No, coupos, coupos. <laughs> coupos, coupos. <laughs> I mean, I have uh, two-weapon fighting, yes or no, right? Uh, uh, would I be able to... Well, I, I have a hold of him. I'm yeah. trying... I want to try and use my movement to move him towards the door. Oh, you want to start pushing him? Uh, yeah, I like slam and then push him. Give me... Sure, let's go for it. But let's. we're going to do a contested strength check. As you okay. can, and uh, he'll roll his, you'll roll, and then if you can move him, I'll, you can move him up to half your movement. Uh, okay. So let me roll for him. 
Nat 20. Oh. That's a 23. Did you really get a nat 20? <laughs> Go! That, I rolled Let's so go. good on this, too. Yeah, no problem. It, it didn't show up? Go! <laughs> oh, it did. I just wasn't looking yet. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, yeah, I rolled so good on this, too. I had an 18. <clears throat> so as you, you just bring him in, you headbutt him, and then you just take your other hand, put it in his chest, and with, his hand, with this hand still clasping his fist, just start pushing him back towards the door. Uh, what's your movement speed? 30, so... 15. 15 feet? Yeah. So, 5, 10, 15. So, about to right there. So, if you could move... Well, I can move your token, too, I think. Perfect. Just push him towards the door. Uh, is that it for you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Next up... Uh, I need to make a, what, constitution saving throw? Because it is... Constitution saving throw, yes. Okay. So give me just one second. Um, oh, okay. It needs to... Yeah, what does it need be to be? That one. Uh, it needs to be the 12. It got a 12. So, oh, I think we lost somebody. Oh, hey. that probably... <clears throat> oh, he's coming back, though. <laughs> Yep, he has 12. So he, he does me. Okay, so he's no longer on fire because the spell has ended. <sighs> My turn. He takes his sword and he's going to bring it around and try to slash, try to find somewhere inside the armor to uh, to hit at you. And does a 18 hit. That is my armor class. Boom. So Strong. Ooh, seven points of slashing damage. I rolled really good on that. Oh. As he finds, uh, he finds the little hole in where you sit and just kind of jams it in there. And you can feel it just kind of slice across one of your arms. Cuts pretty deep, especially since your arms are so tiny inside of this thing. And he brings it out. <laughs> Is your blood red? Uh, let's go with a like a like a very light red. Almost okay. blue, like there's not enough oxygen in my tiny little body. Gotcha. As he just kind of like brings it out, slashes it down on the ground. There's this streak of your kind of light red blood just on the on the wooden floor. So he's like, <laughs> um, and then the lady I'm impressed. is going to advance on you, Ava. Yeah. Same thing. She is going to bring out a sword uh, and just have it you. Does an oh, eighteen? Uh, yeah, it does. Now you. Oh no. Uh, now. How is the backup better than the fighter? <laughs> this is going to be uh, three points of slashing damage, but you are holding your action, so you can use your attack as well. Heck yeah! As she approaches, give him the bop. Oh shit! <laughs> so, as she approaches. You, you have your quarterstaff, and you go to hit her in the face, but she ducks underneath it and slashes up on across your arm as she's coming back up, going underneath it. So you did not hit, unfortunately. <clears throat> that will bring us, though, to the top of the round, and I believe that's what, Izzy? Yes. Yep, Izzy, yes, you're up. Did Ava win already? Jeez. Well, they yeah, they held their action, and then that was it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Uh, he's going to go even further down here, and as he does, uh, he ducks down a bit, and he looks at Anubis like, what What do we do in a situation like this? And he looks up, and you just see Anubis has a knife in its mouth. He's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. Don't need a we don't need a massacre in here. And Anubis uh, just puts the knife away. 
he's like, <sighs> and you see he pulls out a book that just says, um, history of heroic one-liners, and he says, <laughs> you, you need to cool off, and he points a finger. So, uh, Izzy, sorry, I'm reading my Aww, thing. Izzy, so uh, cute. you see Izzy, uh, he draws a rune in the air, and as he does, it glows red, uh, and it comes from his finger. But once that happens, you see almost like a thin line of air almost heats up and pulls towards his hand. And then he pushes it into the orb so he can kind of aim it. And he's going to cast fire at uh, this boy over here. Go for it. Yeah, he says, you need to c cool off. And then fire comes. He's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see if he hits. Oh, good shit. That's 23. Was that a crit? No, it wasn't a crit. That hits. No, it was not. Uh, he is not a barbarian. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be a 1d10 fire damage. He is trying to go as non-lethal as humanly possible. <laughs> as uh, you just see 10. as you just see a tiny bolt of fire shoot towards this guy. Okay. That is ooh, that's 8 uh fire damage. 8. So this this flame shoots out of your orb and it hits this guy right in the chest. It, it slams against him and then the fire kind of burns out and the impact of it makes him step backwards and his foot slips as he falls and cracks his head on the floor unconscious. You sure? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You have all to right, check him yeah, in a minute. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's all uh, he can do with this turn. Okay, and then the next is going to be the big guy, uh, kind of with you. So he's actually going to try to do something very similar. Uh, since, you know, you've got your hand on him, he's, you know, he's going to try to pull your hand, kind of twist it, and then he's going to basically just kind of come down and try to, like, hit your arm like that. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it, though. We'll see. Does, uh, oh, maybe not. 15. Is that your armor class? Uh, armor class 16. 16. Uh, as he goes to do this, you just kind of jerk it out of the way. Kind of bend. As he tries to turn your hand, you instead bend his up. And now you almost have him in like a hold like this. You are just dominating the hell out of this guy. <laughs> Doesn't help that he's a little tipsy. Uh, all right, so next it's Ava. You have this lady in front of you who just took a pretty nice slash out of your arm. Kind of look at it. All right, then you're pretty good. And uh, he will take a swing with the quarter staff. See if that'll make a difference. It's a little better. Hey. 23 to hit. That that hits actually. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> she will suffer eight points of damage as I bop her in the collarbone with the staff. Bam! Really solid hit. And you can hear her go, ah, ah. She's just like looking mad, but that that knock took a lot of the wind out of her. And then with my bonus action unarmed strike, I will just clock her in the jaw if I can. Go for it. For, oh, at 11. Mm, that just misses. As you, as you try to push through for the one, she manages to just barely duck out of the way. Your fist actually can... It, grazes her ever so slightly, but not enough to do damage. You just barely missed her. And uh, that will be my turn. She is looking skittish. Uh, so after that, Nozak, you are up. 
Yes. Oh, you so took some the damage. guy that Ooh. I punched. I forgot level one. Ooh, forgot about these low mm -hmm. HPs. Oh, I'm fine. So the guy that I punched, he he's um, he's out cold. Yeah. From being set on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. <laughs> so he's he's out. So now it's <laughs> big guy and this chick. Okay. Let me read this real quick to see if I can make this a non-lethal. Uh, yes, I can. Alrighty. Nozak's kind of done with this guy's shit. So he is going to turn around to face the big guy that's holding Grunthor. He's going to look that these two are kind of having a moment. He's going to be like, oh, that's cute. And he's going to turn to the girl. <laughs> Okay. As he turns to the girl, because he's just ignoring the guy, he's not worrying about him. Uh, he Nozag is gonna like press a couple of buttons in his armor because it's a lot different to what the Empire is currently using. Uh, this is a very old one. It's like one of the first ones that were ever actually commissioned and made. He presses a couple of extra buttons, and as he does, his right arm. Uh, kind of lifts up, the metal starts to peel back, and there's a bright light on the inside of it as he pushes it out, and hopefully, uh, Guiding Bolt hits this chick. Let's see. Which should be interesting. So, fingers crossed it hits. You mean the Does best a 21. spell? <laughs> Does a 21 hit her? 21's gonna hit, yeah. Give me some damage on that. Yeah. Alrighty, we are running this, 4d6. Oof. 13 oh, damage. Yeah. This thing, as it's... <clears throat> your hand kind of... Like a cannon thing? Like... Yeah, like... Yeah, as it shoots out, it definitely impacts her. Hold on just a second. I wonder if I have like a sound effect for this. It's just Minecraft villages. I don't have a sound effect. That sucks. Anyway, <laughs> um, is this thing, you can see her. Uh, she just dodged this fist from Ava, and she takes her sword. She's getting ready to, like, hit again as this beam just hits her from the side. Boom! Ava, from your perspective, you just see her, and then this light just kind of by your face, and she's gone. As it kind of propels her away from you, yeah, that, that knocked her unconscious. Um, in fact, that so. yeah, that was a big hit. I think that would have taken her out. Period. I think she only had like eleven HP. <laughs> uh, she kind of flies over here and hits this chair and topples over it onto the ground. Just and the chair breaks. By the way, the force of her slamming into it just kind of shatters the back off this chair. All right, nice. so that's those two that are out. And then is that all? Do you have anything else? I. Is that a bonus action? No, it is not. Okay, I am good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Grunther, you're up. Still. <laughs> so still having a hold of his fist uh, or his arm now. Yeah, you guys I'm are kind of like wrap, tangled. I'm going to try to wrap it around behind him very forcefully. You know, um, if it does some damage, great. And I'm going to continue pushing him out the front door let's do another contested check uh i'll give you advantage on this though because you do have him in a pretty uh compromised position and he's drunk so all 
What'd you get? Ooh, I'm glad you gave me advantage. 20. Because... <clears throat> You manage to kind of pull his arm in a very painful uh, behind his back, kind of pull it up, and he's like, "You let go of me, you son of a!" As you just start keep pushing him, uh, another fifteen feet, just five, ten, fifteen, I think. Did I do that right? Sorry, I was moving yours too. <laughs> My bad. Oh, sorry. As you're just as you're just pushing him, and he's like struggling. At this point, uh, he doesn't seem to notice, though, his friends. He is just locked in on you. Anything else? Uh, that's my action and movement. I don't think I can do anything else with my bonus other than I'll say, hey, take a look behind you. Your friends are... Oh, sorry. In character. Your friends are sleeping. You should sleep, too. And with my other hand, I'll slap him on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> give me... I'm going to say give me a persuasion check with disadvantage because he's drunk and pissed. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Not too bad. I like these wooden dice. Yeah, you switched. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to switch. You got to put those old ones in dice gel, and you got to switch to the new ones. He just kind of grunts. Let go of me. <clears throat> now, uh, next up will be Izzy. So it's up to you. What are you doing? So what you see is uh, you see that Grunther kind of has the upper hand on this guy, and he seems to be forcibly moving him to the exit. What are you doing? Uh, this is a difficult one. Uh, Izzy just calls and he's like, uh, Gr Grunthor, Grunthor uh, do you want me to knock him out? I'm taking him outside. Guards can watch him. Okay. And uh, Izzy is just going to go right over here. <laughs> uh, just in case. Okay. Next up is him. He's going to try one final time to just kind of break your grasp. So yeah. opposed uh, roll? No. It doesn't. He was, it, it doesn't matter. He, he's not going to break out with the roll. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> let go of me. As he's just stuck. Ava, what are you going to do? Grunther seems to have this handled. Oh. I'll look over at the table I kicked over and I'll kind of pick it up and if I see the Moogle, I'll be like, yeah, sorry about that. Casualty. I'll Happens just all the time, Koopo! Uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, pull up a chair and I'll, I guess I'll just get a dart ready just in case. Best this news is you're one. dining on the king's dime! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm gonna get a new piano! <laughs> Make it two more ales, please, then. And then that's my turn. Coming up! <laughs> he seems to not be caring at all about what's happening. 
Um, yeah, he'll, he'll just build a king. It's fine. This is the <laughs> coolest fucking character I've ever seen in a D&D game. <laughs> I never thought I would hear Mickey Mouse say Koopa. <laughs> yeah, my, my Moogle had to be Mickey. I was like, I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it so much. I can, I, you know, Mickey... I got a decent Mickey because I watch so much Disney. I don't really Koopos, whatever. I'm gonna do Mickey Mouse. So let's go. Yeah, give, us this <laughs> give us this Koopos uh, su- su- autobiography. Yeah, I, I want full last name. The last twenty-seven parts of the there is a tree. there is a slight there is a little bit on Scabbard already, but I'll probably <laughs> add to it now that we've we've met him in game. Um. So Nozak, you're up. What are you? What are you? Gonna yes, do? I am going to press a couple of buttons, and then I'm going to smack one in the middle. And what's going to happen is that Nozak will drop the three feet to the ground, like in like the the Magitech becomes incorporeal, uh, so it stops being like metal. It turns into like a wire framing of light, and he falls to the ground as the light kind of compacts itself, uh, and then goes back into the gauntlet, and then just kind of like locks in place. And he's also just going to pick up a chair and sit down on top of the thing and swing his legs as if he didn't just, you know, completely decimate this pit. <laughs> <laughs>